All right, it's 23 April. It's a Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Demons and imps. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we got some uh, news from Israel today. From NBC, Israeli cabinet members joined thousands marching to West Bank in a sign that right-wing government hopes to accelerate settlements. Okay, obviously the rest of the world goes ballistic anytime you talk about settlements, but um, they uh, this is... A, probably almost a full week ago now that they had this big march out there. Thousands of Israelis led by at least seven cabinet ministers marched to an evacuated West Bank settlement in a defiant signal that Israel's most right-wing government in history is determined to accelerate settlement building on occupied lands despite international opposition. The mass rally also threatened to further raise tensions that have been heightened by days of unrest across the region over a contested Jerusalem holy site. In new violence, Israeli troops killed a 15-year-old Palestinian boy during an arrest uh, raid in the occupied West Bank, while a 48-year-old Israeli woman died of wounds sustained in an attack last week, which would be about a week and a half, maybe two full weeks ago now, that killed two of her daughters. Thousands of Israeli police and army forces were reportedly deployed to secure the march, which added up to the already combustible atmosphere that has accompanied the overlap of major Jewish and Muslim holy days. Tensions between Israelis and Palestinians have reached a fever pitch in recent weeks surrounding the Jerusalem Shrine, the march to Eviatar, an unauthorized settlement outpost that was evacuated by the previous Israeli government in 2021 was being led by hardline ultranationalist Jewish settlers. So there you go. Anytime you read something from NBC about Israel, you're going to get all of those right-wing, hardline, blah, 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 blah. But whatever, you have to ignore all that nonsense and just understand that Israel is doing what it's doing. From the Jerusalem Post, UN called on to fire envoy for questioning Israel's right to defense. This lady's a problem. She always has been a problem. She continues to be a problem. An open letter calling for the dismissal of Francesca Albanese, the UN Special Rapporteur for Palestinian Territories, was sent to Secretary General Guterres and UNHCR Volker Turek. The reason for the demand is recent comments made by Albanese on Twitter in which she claimed that Israel can't claim its right to defend itself against the people it oppresses whose land it colonizes. So obviously she's totally biased in what she believes. She's not going to be anything other than that, and they're asking for her to be removed, which they will never do. The authors of the letter expressed utter dismay and outrage at the abhorrent statements made by Albanese adding that it is unfathomable that such a statement would ever be made by a UN rep. The letter was sent on behalf of the International Legal Forum, a global network of lawyers and activists aiming to combat anti-Semitism, advance human rights, and promote peace in the Middle East. And the Solomon Observatory on Discrimination, which is an Italian-based NGO combating anti-Semitism. Albanese's statements were made following terror attacks in which sisters Rena and Maya and their mother Lucy D, as well as an 
Italian citizen were murdered. The letter goes on to stress that Albanese's recent comments are only the latest examples of biased statements by the UN envoy. Okay, you know, they talk about anti-Semitism, and I have to agree that in this case, that is definitely anti-Semitism, but there's a point where it just gets blown completely out of proportion. There's one of these Jewish uh, congressmen or senators this past week said, anybody that says that Soros is blah, blah, blah is an anti-Semite. George Soros is a damaging human being. It doesn't matter if he's Jewish or not. The fact is, he's insane and he's a damaging person. If you can't call out a person just because he's Jewish, that's crazy. So don't listen to that kind of stuff. Have balance in your anti-Semitism thoughts because just because somebody is Jewish does not mean you cannot criticize them. George Soros is a damaging person. From the Times of Israel, Moody's downgrades Israel's credit outlook citing deterioration of governance. The whole world just is not happy with this right-wing government. Leading rating agency Moody's downgraded Israel's economic outlook from positive to stable. Now, remember a week or two ago, I read about that um, uh, uh, that guy that won the uh, Nobel Prize for economics, and he's Jewish, and he said that this is not going to harm the economy except by people that say it's going to harm the economy. That's the only reason why the economy is going to go bad, because these judicial reforms are not going to do it. But exactly what he said would happen is happening because people say it, okay, um, citing the deterioration of Israel's governance. Amid months of upheaval over the government's highly contentious bid to dramatically overhaul the judiciary, the report confirmed fears that Israel's credit outlook could be knocked down. As Moody's had warned last month, if the hardline government of Prime Minister Netanyahu pursues plans to bring most judicial appointments under political control and dramatically curb the powers of the High Court of Justice. If implemented in full, the proposals for judicial revamp would materially weaken the strength of the judiciary and as such be credit negative. I don't know how one can equate to the other, but that's what the conclusion they came to. Weekly mass protests around the country against the government's persistent efforts to weaken the judicial system have continued even after Netanyahu paused the legislation late last month to allow dialogue on reaching a compromise between the sides. You can't compromise with the left, so I don't know why he's doing this, but he did it. They've been, they're still out there protesting. It's been like 17 weeks now. There's just no dealing with the left. So just do it. That's what I say. Coalition members have nevertheless vowed to press forward with the legislative push after the Knesset's Passover recess. I hope they do. The agency said the change reflects a deterioration of Israel's governance, as illustrated by the recent events around the government's proposal for overhauling the judiciary. Okay, we got some news from Christianity today. The first one doesn't bother me because it's Catholic, but it bothers me because it is under the umbrella of Christianity. It just just maddens me. From NTD, Walter Reed Military Hospital cuts pastoral care contract with Catholic priests and chooses secular company instead. Now, these people are going in there and taking communion and they're confessing or doing whatever Catholics do, and they've hired it out to seculars. That's just maddening. There we go. Walter Reed Medical Center, one of the most prominent military hospitals in the U.S., issued a cease and desist letter on March 31st. 
informing the Franciscan priests and brothers of the nearby Holy Name College Friary that they must stop their religious services for service members and veterans at the hospital. The Catholic Archdiocese for the Military Services condemned the cease and desist notice, which they said violates the First Amendment right to the free exercise of one's religion. Specifically, the Archdiocese said the move leaves Catholic service members and veterans at the hospital without access to adequate pastoral care, which is absolutely the truth. The Archdiocese said Walter Reed Medical Center has awarded a pastoral care contract to a secular defense contracting firm. Our understanding is that the Franciscans were underbid by the secular defense contracting firm who was awarded the contract, Elizabeth A. Tomlin, the general counsel for the military archdiocese. Tomlin explained that while the secular firm had the more competitive bid, like that matters when we send $400 billion to the Ukraine every 13 minutes, right? They lack the most simple qualification to fulfill the contract having ordained priests who could perform specific Catholic religious rites like the sacrament and confession. Doesn't make any sense at all. But we're going to save $47 here, and yet we're going to fund billions of dollars. They said that it's, maybe I've got this coming up, maybe not, I don't know. It's like $151 billion a year these illegals are costing us coming over the Southern. I may say that again during this report. I can't remember, or maybe it's just something I read. And we're worried about a couple dollars at Walter Reed Medical Center. No, that's not the issue. Yeah, that's not the issue at all. Everybody should know that as well. From Breitbart, first quarter of 2023 sees significant increase in acts of hostility against churches. January through March of 2023 has seen a significant increase in these acts against the churches compared to the same time frame last year, according to an April report from the FRC. Research conducted by FRC indicates that criminal acts against churches have been steadily on the rise for the past several years, and the first quarter of 2023 has continued the upward trend. In the first quarter of 2023, 69 incidents have already occurred. If this rate continues, 2023 will have the highest number of incidents of the six years FRC has tracked, continuing the upward trend. Most of the 2023 incidents occurred in January, 43 of them, 14 occurred in February, and 12 occurred in March. In those same months, 2018 saw only 15 acts of hostility against churches. 2019, 12. 2020 saw none. 2021 saw 14, and 2022 saw 24. According to the supplemental report, the original 85-page report released in December 2022 notes that the FRC's count is not comprehensive because many acts of hostility against churches are likely not reported to authorities and or are not featured in the news or other online sources from which we collected data. You know, if somebody threw a rock through this building, it probably would never get to anybody, but it would be an intentional act. We know that. Thus, the number of acts of hostility is undoubtedly much higher than the number reflected in this report. The report is intended to compile the data that is publicly reported and identify any trends, the report states. And from NTD, appeals court rules Kentucky government should pay $270,000 in COVID church lockdown case. Good. Plaintiffs Randall Daniel, T.J. Roberts, and Sally O'Boyle 
sued the Bisher admin in 2020 over orders they received to quarantine after they attended an Easter church service. The trio argued the admin had violated their constitutional rights. In a legally complex decision, a federal court granted a preliminary injunction against the Bashir admin from enforcing its lockdown policies against the churchgoers, and then dismissed the lawsuit against the Bashir admin as a moot issue. It's over. It doesn't matter. The plaintiff churchgoers subsequently sought attorney's fees in the case, but the Bashir admin fought the effort, arguing that the plaintiffs were not prevailing legal party in the lawsuit. So that means all the money that they spent, they just lose. A panel of three judges on the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a district ruling that the Bashir admin should pay the $272,000 to the plaintiff for their attorney's fees. Three years ago today, Bashir told the people of Kentucky that they are not allowed to attend church during a Good Friday press conference. Bashir told the people of Kentucky that the churchgoers will have their licenses taken down and they will be forced to quarantine and face jail time. All of the things that these liberal governors all over were doing, and some of them are still doing, this guy was just another one of them. I ignored that order along with dozens of brave Christians and worshiped the Lord. Today, three years after these insane lockdowns, the government owes my attorneys more than $272,000, more than a quarter million dollars in taxes for this case alone. If the people of Kentucky want to quit being taxed to pay for these court judgments, Kentucky must elect a governor who will actually follow the Constitution. In other words, vote Republican. By the way, last week we had a sermon on a particular issue. Did anybody here enjoy that sermon? Yes. You did. Okay. I, I'm not looking for applause. I just, uh, I recommended to the people that uh, listen to this um, uh, update each week to watch that sermon because it's dealing with a particular issue that I said they would be interested in. And I never look at numbers on sermons, but last week I did. I looked at the number compared to the previous months and the number didn't go up. So they didn't listen and it's their loss. Okay. <laughs> Some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From Breitbart, China buys up share of Qatar natural gas project expanding deeper into the Middle East. China's oil and gas giant Sinopec announced that it had signed a deal with Qatar Energy, which manages the nation's prodigious supplies of LNG to become a shareholder in the latter's Northfield East expansion project, granting China unprecedented control over an LNG source. The total investment of the NFE project is $28.75 billion, which will raise Qatar's LNG export capacity from the current 77 metric tons per annum to 110 metric tons per annum. The agreement gives Sinopec, a Chinese government-owned company, a 1.25% stake in the project. Other stakeholders, including ExxonMobil, Shell, and ConocoPhillips, according to S&P Global. Qatar Energy is owned by the government of that country. The deal represents a significant advance for Beijing's ambitions in the Middle East and its plans to establish control over critical energy resources. China is the world's largest importer of LNG and the world's largest importer of crude oil, as it does not have significant known amounts of reserves of either fuel. 
China already relies heavily on Saudi Arabia for its oil needs and recently signed a deal for Saudi-owned Aramco to build new refineries on Chinese soil, but has dedicated the past year to expanding both influence and market presence in the rest of the region. So there, the Chinese are getting into the Middle East LNG market. And this morning I saw an article that Biden is going to strengthen the uh the ability for our uh, internal resources, these producers, he's going to make it harder for them because they have to strengthen their emission standards. Now, China couldn't care deadly about emission standards, nor could the rest of the world. So all he is doing is he is damaging us further and giving them even more. So this is just the way that we've got a communist in the White House that is totally sold out, and he is purposely damaging our nation when they're getting away with stuff like this over in the Middle East, and it's only going to increase. From Bloomberg, U.S.-Saudi oil pact breaking down as Russia grabs upper hand. Just three years ago, when OPEC plus oil giants fell out, the U.S. found itself playing the role of peacemaker. Now it looks more like their target. The Saudi-Russia oil alliance has the potential to cause all kinds of trouble for the U.S. economy and even for Biden's re-election campaign. This month's OPEC Plus decision to cut crude output for the second time since Biden flew to Saudi Arabia last summer seeking an increase may be just the start. That announcement has lifted oil prices by about $5 a barrel. OPEC's own projections show that the cuts will widen the supply shortfall this year. That means inflation will be higher and recession risks are bigger than they otherwise would have been because consumers spending more on energy will have less cash left for other stuff. President Putin, meanwhile, gets a bigger war chest to fund his attack on the Ukraine. But more significant is what the OPEC Plus move says about the likely path of oil prices over the coming years. In a world of shifting geopolitical alliances, Saudi Arabia is breaking away from Washington's orbit. The Saudis set oil production levels in coordination with Russia. When they wanted to ease tensions with regional rival Iran, they turned to China to broker a deal, with the U.S. left out of the loop. Western influence over the oil cartel, in other words, is at its lowest point in decades because we have a communist in the White House from the Times of Israel. Oh, before I go on, just so you know, any of you husbands that love your wives, they have roses at Publix today. Buy one, get one free. And they're only 10 bucks. So you get two of them for 10 bucks. It's like five bucks for a dozen roses. So go shopping. (laughs) I just remembered that and I wanted to make sure I said that because I might not remember later. Okay. Where was I? Uh, uh, Yeah, from the Times of Israel. After seven years, Iran's embassy gate in Riyadh reopens as rivals move to normalize ties. So Iran and Saudi Arabia are re-engaging. Mail Online, now Taliban bars women from outdoor dining at restaurants in crackdown on gender mixing in Afghan province. So ladies, no more restaurant for you. (laughs) You, you, you. Okay, Uh, let's see here from the... Western Journal, major U.S. city. I'm sure you heard this, but if you didn't, maddening. Major U.S. city becomes first to approve dawn Muslim prayer call over speakers. All over the city, you get to hear this now. Minneapolis, 
will allow broadcasts of the Muslim call to prayer at all hours. Somebody said to me, and I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was one of you or maybe it was a Bible class. I, somebody said this to me. I think it was you, wasn't it? Every pastor with a church at the exact same time every day should be playing yeah. Christian music as loud as they can because they can't say one is okay and not the other. Was it you that said that, Mark? I don't know. Somebody said it to me. Anyway, okay. Minneapolis will allow broadcasts of the Muslim call to prayer at all hours. There's five times a day they do this. I know because I lived right next to a mosque in Malaysia. We could hear it all day long. Becoming the first major U.S. city to allow the announcement or adhan to be heard over the speaker five times a day year-round. The Minneapolis City Council unanimously agreed to amend the city's noise ordinance which had prevented dawn and late evening calls at certain times of the year due to noise restrictions. The vote came during the Muslim unholy month of Ramadan. Okay, now we got something interesting from Mongolia. From Kalkin News, Pope confirms plans to go to Mongolia in September. I said this might be coming. Here it is. Pope Francis confirmed that in September he plans to go to Mongolia, a country that has fewer than 1,500 Catholics but is strategically significant for the RCC because it borders China. He appeared to confirm the trip in comments to executives and staff of ITA Airways, which has become the official carrier of the Pope. In two weeks' time, God willing, I will depart on my 41st pilgrimage going to visit Hungary, then there is Marseille and Mongolia, and then all the others that are on the waiting list, he said. Yes? Obama put all those people in Minnesota. If you oh, that's right. That was Obama. He did that way, way long time ago. He brought all the Muslims in and stationed them there in, uh, in uh, uh, Minnesota, and some of the cities are almost completely Muslim now. But the capital, is, is Minneapolis is the capital? No, it's not. Um, that's St. Paul. Paul, that's right. Anyway, but Minneapolis, St. Paul are just, they're co-located. And so, I mean, they're right there in the capital city forcing this on all of the non-Muslims. That's just maddening. And so, like I said, what the pastors need to do is they need to make a stand. And because they have gotten rid of the noise ordinance for religious purposes, they need to exercise their First Amendment right five times a day as loud as they can, Amen. praising Jesus. Daniel, he prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From Fox, AI, it's already 2001 in space exploration as scientists unravel mysteries of deep space. Okay, 2001, a space odyssey, the computer was named. How? who got that? Hey, very good, very good. <laughs> More than 50 years ago, 2001 A Space Odyssey featured a sentient AI computer named HAL 9000 and quickly became one of the most iconic sci-fi thrillers in the world. Since, what are you doing, Dave? I feel my mind is slipping. It's slipping. It's slipping. Remember that? What a great movie. Anyway, he's pulling out all the things, turning off the computer, and the computer's mind is slipping. Since Hollywood released the film in 1968, reports show that real-life scientists working with high-tech AI has become commonplace in the space exploration industry. And without the terrifying results that played out in the big screen thriller. 
Space agencies across the world, including NASA and the ESA, have been using AI technology to chart galaxies and stars and send robots to other planets. So they're out there charting them and they can have AI do this much, much more efficiently than we could because it can show any disturbances or any anomalies or they're just geared to this type of stuff. Oh, does anybody know what the, the what do you call it, the office will say? on the Star Trek Enterprise that looked at the stars and charted them. What was the name of that office? Anybody remember? Stellar... Nobody? Stellar Cartography. Boy, you are hitting it today, buddy. (laughs) Stellar Cartography. Yes, they're making a catalog of the stars. And experts anticipate the technological leaps will continue. Such agencies often rely on machine learning tech for the efforts, which allows programs to take in vast amounts of data and train themselves to find patterns and make predictions, according to MIT's explanation on ML, machine learning. As machine learning advances, its scientific applications will expand to more and more missions. For the future, this may mean that deep space missions, which travel to places where calibration rocket flights aren't possible can still be calibrated and continue giving accurate data, even when getting out to greater and greater distances from Earth or any stars. AI has the ability to comb through seemingly endless data on space and prioritize the most important data sets for researchers, thus eliminating human error. For decades, NASA has sent rovers to faraway celestial bodies, such as Mars Pathfinder mission that sent a rover to the planet in 1997. Nearly 30 years later, NASA has continued sending various robots to the planet, including the input of machine learning algorithms that allow the technology to autonomously travel without the threat of falling into craters. So this is what they do. They've got machines that can do this better than we can. And when you're on the Star Trek Enterprise and you don't have the stellar cartography correct and you hit the warp button, you fly into, not around, a star. You don't want to do that. So there you go. I know that when I asked that question a minute ago, we've probably got 100 Trekkies out there that are all saying, stellar cartography, stellar cartography. Okay, either you are or you aren't. That's all I can say. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies. Okay, mail online. David Crosby's cause of death revealed. Music icon, 81, died in his sleep from covid Just hours after rehearsing for show, Graham Nash says it was a shock. He was Mr. Vax and Boost. That's why I thought I'd tell you that. EU Times. Scientists pumping mRNA into cow's milk to force jab the unvaccinated. Scientists who pumped mRNA into cow's milk have announced they have successfully immunized mice who fed on the milk leading to fears that commercial milk is set to be quietly loaded with mRNA in order to vaccinate the unvaccinated population. Researchers found that they could put a small piece of mRNA into tiny packets called exosomes, which are found in milk. They then fed this milk to mice, and the mice absorbed the exosomes into their digestive system. The mRNA must have made it into the mice's bloodstream and lymphatic tissue because the bodies made antibodies against the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. 
from a scientific perspective, these experiments taken by the Chinese were a stunning success. However, given the damage mRNA vaccines have generated in terms of injuries, disabilities, and deaths, these data rise considerable ethical issues. The COVID states project has shown that 25% of Americans successfully remained unvaccinated. This group would have strong objections to mRNA in the food supply, especially if it was done surreptitiously or with minimal labeling warnings. Children could be targeted with easily administered oral vaccine doses or potentially get mRNA through milk at school lunches and other unsupervised meals. For those who have taken one of the COVID-19 vaccines, having milk vaccines as an EU offering would allow even more loading of the body with synthetic mRNA, which has been proven resistant to ribonucleases or something, whatever that means, and may reside permanently in the human body. There you go. From the Daily Beast, a leak at the bottom of the sea... And this is about a week and a half old. You probably saw it because it made most of the major news services, but it's still rather interesting. A leak at the bottom of the sea may be a harbinger of doom. The Cascadia subduction zone is a massive fault line stretching from Vancouver Island to Northern California. And it's the source of the vast majority of earthquakes and tsunamis in the region. In fact, scientists believe that the fault line will likely be the source of the next big one, an anticipated megathrust earthquake so powerful it'll wreak death and destruction the likes of which we've never seen before from a geological event. Researchers at the University of Washington found a warm liquid seeping out of the ocean floor near the zone roughly 50 miles off the coast of Newport, Oregon. The team suspects that the underwater spring called Pythia's Oasis might be connected to the CSZ and causing the fault line to take on more stress as it leaks. Pythias Oasis provides a rare window into the processes acting deep in the seafloor, and its chemistry suggests this fluid comes from near the plate boundary. This suggests that the nearby faults regulate fluid pressure and megathrust slip behavior along the central Cascadia subduction zone. So there you go. Right off of Oregon's coast, there's gas leaking out of the seafloor, and they believe that it may be a precursor to the big one. Yes, like my muscles, the big one. Okay, morality is declining. Somebody's laughing back there. I didn't appreciate that at all. Um, From NTD, Florida lawmakers unanimously advance bills seeking death penalty for pedophiles. Gateway Pundit, Maryland School District removes parental right to opt out of certain curriculum, makes LGBTQ-themed books required reading. That's Maryland. Breitbart, luxury lingerie brand by Women for Women, posts ad featuring male in woman's bra and other. Okay, they can't find a single woman to wear their clothes. That's what they're telling us. (laughs) Mail online. The Netherlands makes it legal. I said this was coming. It's going to start with this, and then it's just going to, pretty soon, anything is terminal. Okay? Just remember this. I said this a few weeks ago. Here it is, and then pretty soon it's going to be weakened even more. The Netherlands makes it legal to euthanize terminally ill children aged as young as 12 
at their parents' request. So you can now euthanize your child if he's terminally ill. Terminally ill very soon will become he has a, uh, he's depressed or he's, in other words, they will redefine what terminally ill is very soon. This is the start of that. And it's just a couple weeks ago that I said this would be coming. Gateway Pundit. Leaked CVS gender transition guidelines require staff. This is CVS you got on all the corners. Don't go there anymore. Require staff to use preferred pronouns. Let men use women's restrooms. No more CVS here, folks. Breitbart. Disney groomers lost $258 million on woke, light year, and strange world movies. Good. Mail online. Disney doubles down. California Park launches its first ever Pride Night where Mickey and Minnie Mouse will be dressed in rainbow costumes. From Town Hall, roads are designed to kill minorities, says Trans Secretary. We designed the roads in the United States of America to kill minorities. It's like Bizarro World. It's just insane. Hedico, did you know that roads are designed to kill you? Did you know that? Miss Minority. Yeah, she's 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 the one that I won't say it. Never mind. I'm, I'm just gonna make a joke and I won't. Okay, we got some other news from around the world. Mail online. Disneyland announces Splash Mountain Ride will close forever at the end of May after it was branded racist and will reopen next year as Princess and Frog-themed ride starring studio's first African-American princess. I had already told you they were closing Splash Mountain, but I wanted you to know what it's being replaced with. So when you don't go, you'll know what it is. Okay, from Just the News. Babylon B sues California over censorship law. Now, this is totally targeted at them, okay? If you make a joke in a Democrat society, I'm talking not Democratic, I'm talking about Democrat, they don't like it. They don't want it because they are a joke. And so anytime you say anything about them, they get offended. And so Babylon B knows where this is heading. The Babylon B is suing California to stop the enforcement of a law requiring tech platforms to provide reporting on misinformation and hate speech or face fines. CEO Seth Dillon confirmed the suit, asserting that the law is unconstitutional and outlining the merits of their argument, which largely rests on First Amendment claims. Alongside the B, podcaster Tim Poole and social media app Minds are fellow plaintiffs. The plaintiffs assert that the law targets constitutionally protected speech. Dylan indicated that the law, billed as transparency measure, amounts to censorship, pointing to California Democrat Governor Doofsom's past comments on the law. It's a good thing when people are allowed to speak freely, Dylan wrote. It's a bad thing when big tech and the government work together to decide what we're allowed to say. Why? Because they often get it wrong. Even worse, they get it wrong on purpose. Yes. From the Tallahassee Democrat, legislatures pass major change to Florida death penalty. Opponents doubt the constitutionality. Has anybody heard about this? Great move on DeSantis' part. The Florida House and they're all in this together, right? The Florida House gave final approval to a bill that would eliminate a requirement for unanimous jury recommendations before judges can impose death sentences, sending the issue to Governor Ron DeSantis. 
the bill would affect only the sentencing process, only the sentencing process and not what is known as the guilt phase of murder cases. Juries would still have to be unanimous in finding defendants guilty before sentencing could begin. Everybody got that? So this isn't about finding guilt. This is about the sentencing. House sponsor Bernie Jacks, a Seminole Republican who is former prosecutor, said moving away from the unanimity requirement would prevent an activist juror from preventing a death sentence. He and other supporters also said requiring a recommendation from eight of 12 jurors would constitute a supermajority. Makes total sense to me. From the Politico, DeSantis signs bill to end unanimous death sentence requirement. Good. You you disagree? I disagree. He's a he's a retired police officer. I want to know why. The reason I disagree is because they'll find him innocent. Well, that's that could be. They'll find him innocent, but that doesn't affect the sentencing because they can still go to prison for the rest of their lives. And I do agree with that. I even thought of that. So he's got a good point there. They'll just say, well, we don't want him to be. But it's still a supermajority on the the execution part of it. So. I'm in favor of it, but that's a very good point that you have, and we'll see how that pans out because it has been signed. Okay, there you go. Retired police officer. You're a retired police officer. Can you give me your opinion on that, sir? I'm for it. He's for it. We got one against it, and we got one for it. <laughs> Do we have a third retired police officer in here? <laughs> well, I'm still active duty, but I'll give my opinion. Um, <laughs> hey, I got pulled over by the cops this week. I was out there with my leaf blower doing my thing and the cop came over and she said, you know, we have a noise ordinance and somebody complained and I said, yes, that's four. And I told her the law and she said, oh, I didn't know that. And she left. (laughs) I'm not out there violating any noise ordinance. I know the law. I've been doing it 25 years now. So anyway, she was very happy to know the law. She's new and she says, oh, okay. From the mirror. Vladimir Putin orders Pacific Fleet to test readiness for precision nuclear strikes. Russia's Pacific Fleet will have to repel massive missile and airstrikes during the drills, as well as performing torpedo and artillery firing and launching missiles. From Breitbart, Russia has trained Belarusian pilots to deploy nuclear weapons, Defense Minister claims. I wouldn't be messing around right now with Russia. They're a little upset at the rest of the world, and you never know what he's going to do. He's old. He's had cancer. They say he still has cancer. If that's true, he may want to go out with a bang. Zero Hedge. Florida rep calls trans hearing witnesses. This is a representative in Florida during a testimony. He's a Republican. He's a black guy. Support him. Florida representative calls trans hearing witnesses demons and imps. A Florida legislature hearing on a proposed bathroom bill brought something of a fire and brimstone sermon this week when Representative Webster Barney called transgender people demons and imps, and he made it clear the label applied to the ones sitting at the witness table. (laughs) Barnaby, who represents DeLand, began by saying that when he looks at society today, he feels as if he's watching an X-Men or Marvel movie, such that we have people that live among us today on planet Earth that are happy to display themselves as if they were mutants from another planet. This is the planet Earth where God created men male and women female. I'm a proud Christian, conservative, Republican. I'm not on the fence. 
There is so much darkness in our world today, so much evil in our world today, and so many people who are afraid to address the evil, the dysphoria, the dysfunction. I'm not afraid to address the dysphoria or the dysfunction. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, and all of your demons and all of your imps who come and parade before us. Apparently responding to shocked reactions from the LGBT and trans activist witnesses in front of him, he continued, that's right. I call you demons and imps who come and parade before us and pretend that you are a part of this world. So I'm saying my righteous indignation is stirred. I am sick and tired of this and I'm not going to put up with it. His name is, send him an email, tell him what you think, Webster Barney. And then down later, they say Barnaby. So I don't know which one is correct because he typed it two different ways in the article. I think it's Barney, but Webster Barney just put in Florida uh, Representative Webster Barney. Send him a congratulations. Great stuff. Okay, from the Western Journal, Governor Kristi Noem hits anti-gun banks with punishing executive order. I won't stand for it not in South Dakota. South Dakota Governor Nome paused during an impassioned defense of the Second Amendment to prove her commitment was more than just words. She's in an NRA meeting. She's giving a speech and she stops the speech and signs this bill. During an appearance at the NRA's Institute for Legislative Action Leadership Forum, Nome signed an executive order taking aim at banks that discriminate against the firearm industry. Nome's order bars state agencies from contracting with large banks that are found to have engaged in discrimination against firearm-related entities. Those entities include firearm trade associations, shooting ranges and businesses that manufacture or sell firearms, ammo or firearm accessories. Nome said that the discrimination has taken the form of terminating relationships or refusing to work with certain businesses. This executive order will protect the God-given right to bear arms, keep and bear arms, from being infringed upon by financial institutions. South Dakota is setting the standard for the most Second Amendment-friendly state in the nation. But it's not just the media and big government that are attacking our rights. Now we have seen banking institutions go after law-abiding gun owners. Well, not on my watch. I won't stand for it. Not in South Dakota, she said. Good job. Good, good job. Okay, who said it? And you're not going to get it, but it's a good quote. Maybe you get it. The vitriol and viciousness is the inevitable result of a government increasingly deciding the vital aspects of people's lives. Exactly what we see in the world right now. Anybody? It's a hard one. A.E. Samam. Anybody heard of him? I hadn't either, but I looked him up and he was a guy that was a thinker and whatever. He wrote books about Nazism and stuff and, you know, how corrupt the world is. But he's absolutely right in what he said. Absolutely right. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Just two days ago, I got a Uh, letter in the mail from the state of Florida, and it was for renewing my concealed weapons permit. And I thought, we just passed a constitutional amendment. We don't need that anymore. So I emailed a lawyer friend of mine, Eric, who uh, is one of the people behind us getting this amendment. And I said, what do you recommend? Do I get my, if you have a permit, he said, he didn't tell me why. He just said, I have a list of reasons why I recommend you keep it. 
Who knows? Maybe the next. I, I don't know what the reasons are. Yes. I know the reasons. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of them. First of all, uh, there's provisions in the Safe Schools Act of 1990. Okay. Right, which is a, which is. Which is <gasps> yes. Right. So, for instance, you can carry your weapon within a thousand feet of school property. Got you there. Uh, so that is, I see so that. That's one reason. Right. Another reason is. Florida has reciprocity with 29 other states. Other states. So if you're in one of those 29 states. I couldn't think of what, and I didn't want to bother him. He's a busy guy. You're retired. Thank you. There are good reasons if you have a license to keep your license. Okay? So I wouldn't have thought of that. Very good. That Keep your license. Okay. I got a lesser cure for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he is writing about. Or she. They sent me two and I picked one. Barney sings, God loves me, but not you. You've been made by who's faithful and true. All the boys should be boys. Yes, in spite of the noise, I am one with a contrary view. Good job. And he made spite all capital letters, so it's like I'm spiting you because of your stupidity. Okay, we got a bit of irony here for you today. Um, I'd like to uh, encourage you. I'd like to encourage you because you heard last week's sermon. If you were here in this church, or if you watch the sermons regularly, you know what that sermon entails and the good news that is behind it. For the people that didn't watch it, even after I asked them, they don't know, and I'm not going to encourage them. They have to go out and watch it themselves. But uh, Jesus has a plan for all of us. It's a wonderful plan, and it is going to come to pass, and it probably won't be long. So stay close to the Lord. Okay. Don't get frustrated when bad things happen. Call out and say, oh God, why me? Hey, this is the world we live in. We live in a fallen world and bad things happen to good people too. Okay. If you don't believe that, Paul and Silas were thrown into a Roman prison after being beaten so badly that they had to have their wounds treated once they were out of the prison. This is the world we live in. We're not immune from bad times, but the closer we cling to the Lord, the closer he will be to us. And we will understand that this world is not our home. So please just be comforted in the word, stay in the word, read the word, because it's what reminds you of your relationship with Jesus. You can't know God without knowing Jesus. And you cannot know Jesus at all, not one bit, unless you know this word. So stay in this word. Be encouraged in Christ, okay? Zero hedge. San Fr- I got two of them for you. San Francisco City Hall meeting on crime canceled after vandalism knocks out internet. <laughs> okay, and then from Breitbart, Michigan teenager accused of posing as police officer pulling over a real cop. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.